It's your boys Rob and Will with an unscripted edition of Marvel vs. Marvel. Now, usually it's the podcast where a comedian who has never read a Marvel comic book before in his life watches a Marvel movie or a TV show and then quizzes a comedian that is a veritable Marvel expert, someone that was taught to read with Marvel comics. That's how we normally do it. Uh, This is a special unscripted edition that we're slotting in here um so we're not going to be tackling a movie or a tv show in this episode but we will be tackling coming up on the show uh we'll be diving into the comic books that rob and will are reading at the moment or about to read or on the lookout for we've got some cool x-men some cool doctor strange and some uh, vast other awesome things we're gonna be chatting about the moon knight series that is immediately impending that's the one the moon knight series which is impending which is any second minute day or week from now we're also going to be chatting about our joint leicester experience we're going to go behind the scenes on the marvel versus marvel live podcast that we took part in at the leicester comedy festival um and we're going to be chatting about and and announcing for the first time some super super cool special episodes that we have got planned that are coming up for the rest of the year tying in to uh, awesome marvel movies that have been released and taking you behind the scenes on on what is uh, what is to come uh, later in the year for mvm that's all to come in this episode don't you go anywhere um i'm rob holden one of your hosts i'm a comedian i'm a writer I'm a Marvel expert, but it's not going to be hugely important in this episode. And I'm joined as ever by Mr. Will Preston. Say hello, hello Will. Hello. I, was, I, I went in there before you had a chance. Hello. We're uh, putting this one uh, in the books so that uh, Willie P can go on his belated honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Uh, you guys um, had to get had to. Well, you got married during uh, lockdown, and and uh, we yeah. weren't able to. You weren't able to have like friends and family at your wedding, and you weren't able to really do like a full honeymoon and stuff like that. So it's really cool that you get the chance to kind of do things uh, a bit differently well, uh, and a bit properly now. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we 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 did. We had the ceremony with like two other people there, as well as a photographer and the actual official people, and then we had a nice meal afterwards, and then we did have a hunt, a sort of mini honeymoon in a bath that was quite nice yeah it's not quite the same as going somewhere hot no the proper honeymoon is going to be a lot better so you'll be on a beach when this is out which will be really cool uh, i'm really pleased yeah. you're getting to do something like that yeah um so we as you as you know if you're a long-term fan we we slot these in and we talk about all things kind of marvel and all things related to the podcast and um it's a very relaxed vibe brother um and there's some genuinely cool stuff there's some cool stuff for us to talk about and there's some um cool announcements for us to make as well so that's really uh it's a it's a special unscripted episode no format we kind of know what we're going to chat about yeah and uh and uh again cool stuff we're going to have those announcements at the end of the episode so make sure you stick with us throughout um i'm really excited to kind of rehash the lesser experience and what the weekend was like because that's something we've not really chatted about since and we got some people to thank and some memories to share of that very very cool weekend um but before we do any of that i would really like to uh chat about what we've been reading recently uh because i know that you you kind of uh you had a 
bout of a little bit of sickness and a little bit of a covid and uh kind of right in the middle of that you were like ah what comics do i need to be reading you put yeah. out in the socials and you were like bear in mind i absolutely cannot read any marvel yeah um, so what 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 kind of like reading journey have you been on recently what have you been digging into well i mean you you gave me a very nice batman comic uh oh, city bane that's Sits. that's mad City of Bane, you got me that for my birthday. Or was I think it, my, it was for Christmas. It was yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, I was very. You're very good at presents. It was great. I I, I went through it, but as I said to you, uh, one time, I was like, "It's great," well, but do, I do really you... wish I I wish I had like an idea of what was going on before this because it felt like I was in the middle of a story. Yeah, you kind of are. Yeah, and it, and it, you know, from what it was, what I got out of it, where it's like, oh, that's that other Batman is his dad from another dimension. And I I don't want to be a DC basher or a DC hater here, but good God, do I hate that that ongoing character and story. Um, it it occurred right at the period of time when I I, I left DC as a regular monthly reader. Um, I thought Flashpoint was h- horrible. <laughs> and I thought the new Fifty Two drove me away. Um, I've, I've I've someone someone uh, gave me some uh, new Fifty Two uh, version of uh, Green Lantern. A friend of mine, Tom, uh, who's he's a very, very lovely man. Uh, after after I posted online saying, "Hey, what comics should I read?" and uh, more importantly, uh, I need to know where I can actually get digital comics online because they have been absolutely <clears throat> monopolized by Amazon. By the look of oh, it, oh, Comicsology is—it's been a real debacle. Yeah, I've been really <clears throat> into that, and and the thing is, they the, what's the, this is the weird thing. It's like, oh, I want to get digital comics, but at the same time, I don't want to give Amazon uh, my money. But at the same time, they have this service called Comicsology Infinite, which sounds like exactly what I want. But at the same time, it's like it's not available in the UK yet. It's only available in the US. So it's like at the, I, I, I don't want it, but at the same time, I desperately want it. And it's real. I have never been so uh, torn by something. There's a lot. There was a lot of chatter from creators about it being quite negative for creators. Yeah. Um, not as good as what existed before. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm um, a luddite. I really struggle. I use um. What's it called? Marvel Unlimited? Is that what it's called? I want that so much, but I am not allowed to use it because no, you're, you're not. Because yeah. you're not allowed to read Marvel comics. I no. um, I use Marvel Unlimited for for research for the podcast for for recapping, yeah. so that I can quickly go. Oh, but there was a really cool in the middle of the store, and my memory's pretty good, but it's not perfect, and I do have to have copious notes available so that I can do justice to these stories that we're talking about and look things yeah. up. Um, and quite frankly, if you listen. We don't exist in a vacuum. I listen to the other Marvel podcasts out there, and I can tell you, I would say, I would, I, I think a hundred percent. Maybe I've just never listened to a good one. I would say nearly a hundred percent, ninety nine percent of the other Marvel podcasts that I've listened to, they are taking all their information from Wikipedia and, and other Marvel wiki things like that. Right, and it's just not good enough. There's, there's, there's like a you, one you, really good Jack Kirby podcast, yeah. which don't do that. Um, 
Uh, it's just not good enough. You want uh, the experience. Uh, it, I you have to have. I want you guys to have the full context, the details of what happened at the time, and wikis are not good for that. Um, so I use Marvel Unlimited for me to do these kind of like uh, quick recaps and and um, and re experiences. But when it's you know, I started Planet Hulk that way. I brought up Planet Hulk and I was like, okay. Time to just skip through to the parts I know I need little refreshes on, the important minutes. And then I went, no, forget this, put it away, dug out my Planet Hulk copy, and World War Hulk was the same as well, sat down and, and you know, read properly to me. I, 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 I struggle to have an enjoyable read on a device or a laptop. Mm. Um, but all powerful people that can, it's a much cheaper way of doing it. I I, I have a nice tablet. You uh, those those who at the uh, Leicester Square show saw the laptop version of my tablet in its nice case, and and I've been reading some comics on it. I I recently um, switched from getting Viz magazine <laughs> in the post because I had a whole stack of them. I had over ten years worth of Viz. Do you just want to explain to our our outside of the UK listeners what Viz is? Viz is absolute filth. Uh, It's basically, uh, on the surface, it looks like a comic for kids, but it's not. Yeah, it looks like it it, it is intentionally um, created to look like what would be a traditional British children's um, comic book. Yeah. Um, But... All the characters and stories are very adult in and very um, toilet humor based and sex joke based, and it, it gets very, very, it gets surprisingly smart and satirical in, in some ways without being too brilliant. It, it prides itself on being terrible, but uh, the, the best, the best things about it aren't even the comics themselves. It's like the letterbox section where people. Say, I, I had a letter printed in there once. I was really happy. You did, but, yeah, yeah. But they also have like fake adverts. Uh, top for, tips. Top tips. Oh god! I mean, it's really stupid humor at times, but it's uh, it's it's like crack. I have absolute, to have it. Absolute must reads. I think from the age of like I forget how old I was, but I think I got into Viz probably when I was about. 15 16 yeah and then private eye was something i started reading when i was about when i was at uni so it was about 18 19 but to have private eye and viz private eye is a satirical humor uh, magazine uh but it doesn't doesn't really do cartoons um it's articles and stories and things like that i had such um, a hard but- time getting into private eye I'll give it another. Every now and again, someone will post a bit from it online. I'll be ah, that's quite good. But it's like it's you have to be in the know of what's going on in the week to really get the full amount out of it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can remember those being like uh, the 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 error of getting. And I would get Kerrang magazine, of course. <laughs> um, so it was an error of the news agents being being key and 2000 AD, yeah, getting 2000 yeah. AD from the news agents as well. The Judge Dredd um, comic. Um, well, that's what I also started doing as well. I I uh, got I, I've after ten years I have renewed my subscription to 2000 AD, and it's still mental. What are the current strips then outside of Judge Dredd? 2000 AD, if you're not aware, it's a, a science fiction anthology series that's been running in the UK for decades. It's where Judge Dredd came from yep. and originated, but it, the whole comic is not all Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, I think it's a, kind of like a four or five page, maybe let, yeah, three or three or four page. I can't remember these days. But yeah, it's a, it's a short, um, short serialized strip in the front, and then... 
the rest of the comic is a mixture of science fiction and fantasy adult uh, mature themed um, mm. stories of action and violence um so what 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 are the are there any classics from you know is slain still in it is uh, you know anyone no. De- sinister dexter that was kind of a new a I, new I, strip i loved sinister dexter that was so good um there's just there's all new stuff that see, that feels like the old stuff but it's actually really good but again i'm dropping in the middle of a story that i have no idea what's going on but some of them are to do with high fantasy and they, they, they it's quite playful uh, some of it's quite dark fantasy dark sci-fi uh, but again i i don't know what's going on because it's like I'm sort of trying to get... Uh, it's like trying but, to find the end that, of the sanity. But that's, but that's exactly how it was when you first started reading it. Nothing's changed. It was. I, you I, have to just start. Same as a soap opera. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Just, you can't but, let it be a barrier. You just have to keep with it. Oh, absolutely. But but the thing is, what they did was, when I actually signed up for my uh, subscription, they gave you this month, this week's... Because it's every, it's every week. I was so happy about it. Every week I get a new issue. Uh, they They gave you the previous four issues as well. Yeah, to so get that, you going. That's, that's great. That's that's so, and not only that, the app gives you. Uh, you can actually download like big like compendiums of other mm. of other uh, 2080 stuff, and you can uh, you know buy previous issues. You can, uh, and also it gave you a whole load of free taster issues. Just you know, hey, here's 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 some example comics from uh, Sam Slade, Robo Hunter, and oh, the first issue of uh, the Ballad of Halo Jones. Just in case you want to go back and get the some Alan Moore stuff, it's great. I think they 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 they've done a really good job there. If you're into 2000 AD, download the app, uh, sign up and get and get the subscription. S- and stuff, sign I guess. sign up every <laughs> week. You get a new one. My lord, I have never been so excited to get into comics again. <laughs> oh, that's really cool, man. Getting back into comics, getting excited for comics again is really is uh, is oh. really awesome. Especially for you when you're cut off mm. from you know a lot of the stuff that's that's being put out there. Ex- um, well, yeah, I'm cut off from fifty percent of the market thanks to this endeavor. <laughs> uh, so, but- what are you? What what's on your list to get them? What are you hoping to get and read next? Then well, this that is the, been recommended to you. Well, there's there's a I've got a big list of recommendations. But one thing I will say is because I can't read uh, Marvel. Well, is there any, and is there anything you want to ask me about? Sorry, that's the other part of that. Is there yeah. anything on there that you that the name has piqued your interest, or the amount of recommendations has piqued your interest, and you want to ask me about? Because we could do that. Oh, believe me, I I will ask as I go along. I'll get through my I'll get through the main bits of my list as soon as I can because there's quite a few things on here. But the thing is, because I can't use Marvel Unlimited. I decided to go, you know what, I really like Batman. I'll get DC Unlimited. And guess what? It's not available in the bloody UK. It is launching soon, but yeah. it's Apparently it's been launching soon since last year. <laughs> so, oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I am either going to wait out or get a VPN, because that's just taking the mickey. But yeah, I, I, I once I get there, I will be going through every single Batman from the beginning, so I can get up to your. That's you know, not a good idea. Why not? Is why is that not a good idea, Rob? Why you want why? you want to? I mean, <laughs> you don't want to sit and read like nineteen thirties Batman stories. Maybe I do. Maybe I want to get some context. Maybe I want no, to see. You don't. Maybe we'll make me appreciate how good we have it in the new age of Batman, where he sits on a ledge for ninety minutes, staring at the rain, angry and stuff. (laughs) Maybe that. Anyway, I've got a big list here of stuff I want to get digitally. First of all, uh, this one piqued my interest: "Nameless" by Grant Morrison. 
very Lovecraft-esque by the look of it. And don't you start, don't you start, not in that kind of ye olde horror, (laughs) bit racist way. No, I mean in that kind of cosmic horror, not shorts going on, characters being driven to madness kind of thing. Yeah, Namus is not one I've read. Um, I love, love, love Grant Morrison, but I have not read that one. Yeah, I think it's a fairly new one. It just came up on a Facebook group, and I saw a video for it of someone explaining it, and they just showed you know pages from the comic, and I it, it was like that kind of horrific uh, horror, uh, fantasy horror violence, and, yeah. and 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 the sound of it just made me think, oh, I want this so much. Uh, another one um, is a Japanese uh, comic uh, author called Junji Ito. Uh, and I read his book on spirals. I can't remember the name of it. It's it's just no people know it as spirals, and it's one of the most horrific things I've ever read. I've heard of it, but not with any detail. It spirals rings a bell. It, it's you know when things get so horrific, so mind-bendingly horrible, they enter, they they start becoming funny. Not really, no. Rarely does it happen. This happened to me, especially when one person trans started slowly transforming into a snail. It was quite... And it always started off with, oh, this guy's constantly late to class. Hey, you want to be careful that you might turn into a snail. Oh, look, he started turning into a snail. <laughs> it's horrible. I, yeah, no, it's, it's all flying over my head, I'm afraid. Yeah, Horror that, stuff is not my bag. I, I got told to read Nemesis by Mark Miller, but you said uh, on Facebook... I do not read Nemesis by Mark Miller. Do not read it. Why? It's... It's so... It's really genuinely... It is Pete Mark Miller. Okay. And it's from this period of time when Mark Miller was creating comics solely... Instead of like creating a pitch document for Hollywood... <laughs> to sell his next movie, he was doing a five-issue comic book series. Yeah. Um, like it's like entire issues are just gunfights. It's just I like gunfights. Yeah, crack on then. Crack on. There we go. Another one is Department of Truth. I've been told to read. Doesn't ring a bell. Apparently, it's supposed to be really good about conspiracies. Saga. I have the first volume somewhere. Saga's, Saga's really, really... I mean, I don't want to oversell it yeah. because that's terrible. Because I think the name oversells it, to be fair. <laughs> mm. Nah. It's just a long story. And it is a long involves story. a journey. Um, Saga's really good. It's 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 very, very good. Yeah, from yeah. what I read from the first issue, the well, first volume of the first companion of issues, I was like, yeah, this is... This is something I want to continue reading, but I never it did. It is the number one thing I would recommend to non-comic book readers. Mm. If they said, I'd like to start reading comics, I would always recommend Saga first. That's really good. Because usually if you do that, you go, hey, read this. It was based on a film you like. You know, that that would be my, my in. Yeah, yeah, no. But you, you, you want to go further into the deep end, don't you? You don't want to... Yeah, I know you. I know so, your type. So much, so much of, of recommendations are, are flawed because it's like, oh, if you like the Batman movie, here's some Batman comics steeped in lore and history that you <laughs> won't understand. And, or people recommend the first superhero comic you should read should be Watchmen, <laughs> a, a critical deconstruction of the genre. That's a terrible idea. That's just a really terrible way of introducing someone to I, comics and superheroes. I read The Watchmen before uh, I really got into superhero comics. You know, I read the old Batman here and there, but and I, you know, and and I, I thought Watchmen was great. 
because not not for the deconstruction superhero comics, but I just liked what was happening. I liked it on a very surface level. It, it, yes, it's a great. It's a it's a it's a uh, interesting murder mystery that then is no longer a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah, and it turns into a bit of conspiracy. Uh, and there's there's some really good. Uh, you know, Alan Moore does that cra- crazy imagination stuff, and it's great. But then you go back to it when you know a bit more, and you go, Ah, I see what they're doing here. Like Rorschach is basically Batman, isn't he? Like a psychotic. He's, well, he's the question. Yeah. So Watchmen are all based on um, Charlton quality characters. Yeah. Um, so not DC characters. Um, Rorschach is the question. Um, Night Owl is the Beetle, the Blue Beetle. Mm. Um, yeah, but even that is not really accurate. It's just kind of the archetype. The archetypes. Yeah, about to say, yeah. Of of the of the genre. Anyway, yeah. Any anyway. any more the any more slightly more famous comics on your list? Uh, I've got Hellboy. Hellboy's really just tremendous fun. Yeah. They, the, 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 there is a sort of narrative. You know, there's a sort of running story, but mm. each it, there's loads of short stories and there's collections of stories, and they're they're they're, they're Sort of self-contained, very easy to dip in and out of, very easy to enjoy, really fun. Do you know what and was funny re- and, and and a bit little dark? Yeah. Do you know what was quite uh, supposedly fun and funny that I gave up on after the first issue, and I've, I was a bit disappointed. Tank Girl. It's too zany. It, it's yeah, it's not. It's not meant to be read as a story. If that yeah. makes sense, the, the the modern ones kind of are. But if you go back to those original ones, it's it's third world breaking. It's almost more like a zine. Than yes, it's a, a zine comic book. Yes, it's it's wild fun stuff. Oh yeah, I read it. But it's it's fun, but and it's very different... of its time. Be- oh, incredible! Is it nineties? Is it the early nineties or the late eighties? It came out. Uh, I think it's late. I think it's late eighties. I might be wrong. It, it does have that feel to it. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, but I just don't think I like that. I don't think I'm its target audience. But you know, fair enough. It's different, and I and, and I like different. Tried it, didn't like it. Uh, Ex Machina, which got turned into a film, which I've also got on my to to do list on my film list. Which oh. which ex machina is this? Oh, I, I might be getting it wrong. Well, someone said ex machina, and I assumed that uh, ex machina was to do with the film. I just got ex machina. <laughs> there is an ex machina, um, which is a uh, was this Wildstorm? And it was Wildstorm. I think it's Brian K. Vaughan who would go on to do yes, Brian K. Vaughan. Um, Why the Last Man and Saga? Mm. Uh, and ex machina is a story about. A world where there was only ever one superhero, uh-huh. um, and his name—he he had the power to kind of communicate and control technology and machines—and he was called the Great Machine. Mm. Um, and he, oh god, I know, I get it now. Yeah, he saved. Uh, it, I think the last thing he did was he took down one of the planes on nine eleven and saved one of the two towers. Yeah, and then after that. He retired and went into politics and became the mayor of New York. And he is heading towards, the, I think, the White House. It's it's a, a good series, and it's a lot of 
drama. It's, it's more like a prestige drama than a superhero story. Do you know what? I like <coughs> it when you read a comic book series like that and you think, oh, this, there's not much action going on, but I'm enthralled. This is like a prestige drama. I like yeah, it. Yeah, a, a lot of the mature comics are kind of in that... Well, aside from Mark Miller, they tend to be in a bit more in that vein. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! It's okay. It's okay to have a bit. I've read my fair share of Mark. Okay, was it he did Wanted? Didn't he? Wanted. Yeah. He did uh, Kickass. Was Kickass? Yeah. Kickass. Uh, the Secret Service, which then became Kingsman. Look, they're not amazing comics. They're not comics. No, they're, I, they're not. I, I I go back to. They're not really. Com- Kickass was so much more depressing and disgusting than the film. Yeah, and you know what? I go, oh, that's fair. That that was that was that was some time Mark spent. Miller wants to offend his mother. That's what his comics are about. He wants his <laughs> mom to read it and go, oh, Mark, oh, Mark, really? That's what he wants, and that's what he achieves in everything he writes. I like that every now and again. It's like reading <laughs> Garth Ennis when you when you read uh, Preacher. You get this long going story about you know the preacher, and every now and again something disgusting happens. Sure, but Ennis has tempered in that really excellent storytelling kind of yeah, true credentials and 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 yeah, yeah. But I think with Mark Miller, he he goes to like very basic narratives that have already been pretty much done before. He doesn't go for narratives; he just has concepts. Oh, concepts. Okay, he just sure. has an elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I've also got. Uh, I think someone told me to read The Crow. Is that worth? Wow, it? man! I have not read The Crow since the since probably the end of the nineties. I I cannot remember it. I cannot remember it. I I I've, I I I have a feeling it was one of those things that was artwork and and style and error over substance. But I might be wrong. The movie certainly doesn't hold up at all. Really? Oh no, does not hold up. That's uh, a shame. The the best thing the crow ever gave us was um, uh, the new version of Sting in WCW. Um, <laughs> that's the best thing that it ever gave us, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Uh, uh, well, we, we, we can come back to that a little bit later on, sure, but I sure. do want to um, head to a brief break and come back. I want to chat about Moon Knight. The Marvel name on everybody's lips right now is Moon Knight because the uh, the Disney Plus series is dropping, uh, depending on where you listen to this, in a couple of days, not very long. We're just a few days away from the release of Moon Knight. Mm. And I know he's a very obscure character. Incredibly obscure. Um, I like so, it. Yeah, you would not have heard of him before. Uh, no, I have. Through memes. Memes, yeah. I don't yeah. know where they really came from, uh, but yeah. Yeah, people just um, mentioned him and uh, like, who's this Moon Knight? Why does he look like a uh, white Batman? Or, you know, white Doctor Doom? White Doctor Doom. Because he's, he's, he's covered in white. And he has a hood. He has a hood. I don't quite understand where the white Batman thing comes from. Look, I mean, ish. But I, he had a cape. Batman doesn't have a hood. And he and and and, and he's the Dark Knight. <clears throat> Dark Knight, Moon Knight, whatever. Just oh, okay. I suppose so. By by all means, tear me apart for getting it yeah, slightly no, wrong. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. So <laughs> I mean, we 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 have um, our, our our next episode uh, will be a first look at Moon Knight. Hmm. Um, what we did, what we did in in twenty twenty one with the Disney Plus shows, is we used them to take a deeper dive into characters we'd already 
um, had a little bit of a look at. You know, we got yeah. Wonder and, and, and Vision. Um, we had uh, Falcon and um, and the new Captain America. Sorry, yeah, Falcon, the new Captain America, and the Winter Soldier, and we had yeah, yeah. Um, Hawkeye and things like that. Loki. So we were able to take a deeper dive into characters that we didn't dedicate a whole episode to in the past. Hmm. We were able to do it with Black Widow as well when that movie um, came out. We took a deeper dive without touching the movie so much. This year, it looks like we're getting brand new characters to the MCU. So we're going to get the chance to take a first look. And that's what we're going to be having throughout this year is first look at Moon Knight, first look at She-Hulk. We're very excited about being able to do that. Yes. It's a way of being able to tackle the, the the premise and the characters and all of that without us tackling the, the show as a whole. We don't want to do spoilers and give things away just yet. We're going to wait and get to them down the line in our on our Marvel uh, MCU journey. So we've seen the, the, the trailer, though, um, and... You know, I'm I'm really interested in your your like. What do you think of the trailer? Uh, this is the thing with the trailer. I think the trailer is there to sort of it's fifty fifty. Uh, let's make people aware who don't know about this character what the gist is, and let's put enough it stuff in there that will get people in the know excited. So I'm on the uh, former side. I know nothing about the character, and I'm going oh. He's a mystical man. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm getting from this. And it's like, where are you getting mystical from? Okay, okay. There's there's something in the trailer. I forgot what. It just basically, oh, he's hearing voices from a thing, and then the transformation happens, and it looks all ancienty and whatnot and warlocky. And I'm like, eh. It it. I'll tell you what. It's not my thing. But you know what? Oh, I will. Wow. I, I will watch it. I will bloody watch it because. You do so a podcast many, so, and you get paid to watch it. Because <laughs> I contracted by law to do this podcast with you as punishment so, so for all those not, people I killed. Um, it's not it's, it's not excited you. It's not, not piqued your interest. No, but this is the thing. It, it has not piqued my interest. It has not excited me. But I know, I just know that I will be sucked in from the word go because the other stuff didn't really interest me. Like Falcon. What, what do you mean by the other stuff? The, uh, the, other, the trailers the, for the for the shows. Yeah, One Division. I was like, ah, oh, that'll be all right. And then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was a different thing because I thought, oh, this would be a fun little. Uh, it came out something different. I thought, hey, this would be a bit of a fun buddy cop thing. Whoa, politics! <laughs> Bloody hell, that was different. And yeah, you know, so many of those shows you look at. I think I think Loki was the only one where the trailer and the actual show sort of they were close. Yeah, to how I expected it to be. Uh, Hawkeye. I looked at Hawkeye and went, I'm not really a fan of Hawkeye, but I'll watch it. And it was great. And you know what? It was the best. It was the best series. It was so good. I find it hard to pick a favourite. They're like my children. Yeah. Um, and they're all so different as well. So different, my children. Uh, Hawkeye. This is the thing. I keep forgetting about Hawkeye when I think of the TV shows. I instantly go to One Division and Loki because they stand out more. And then I yeah. go, oh, yeah, Falcon, and da, 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 and what if, da, da, da. and then I com completely forget about Hawkeye. And then when I remember Hawkeye, I go, oh, yeah, nearly, epi nearly every episode of that was tremendous. I loved that show. Oh, it yeah. was so, oh sorry, but me. It was so good. I, I really, yeah, I, I think Hawkeye was just tremendous. But the thing is, when I looked at the trailer, I went, eh, it could be fun. Hawkeye, yeah. yeah. So, seeing the... Um... I, I 
I think, I think, and I say this, this is difficult for me to have perhaps this unbiased opinion of it because yeah. I'm, I've read the comics, I'm aware of it. I thought that the shot, the, 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 the image of, of a character dressed in full white costume was very striking and it it was very i thought that wow because we don't have an awful lot of superhero costumes in the marvel universe we certainly don't have a lot of masks so that really leapt out to me and um, um, the part of me that grew up desperately wanting to watch superheroes you know on tv or in movies and never getting them getting them very very rarely i felt that flare up and i went oh a superhero i i re- despite the fact that i've got loads of marvel stuff to to get into it it really sparked me in a way that maskless hawkeye maskless this that and the other characters don't and mm. i i was very much like oh awesome that i thought that was that that certainly um captivated me in the trailer i think if i remember this right that that costume was really white like almost pristine like like almost like it was used special effects to make it even whiter oh maybe it was very white yeah very white you'd want it to be very white to grab people's attention yeah you don't want to do you don't want one that looks like you left you don't want like a gray one you've left your boxes in the wash with and it's gone a bit t-shirt gray oh god do you ever have that shirt that like you started off going this is a nice white shirt and now it looks beige <laughs> yeah of, i've got time like, i've got like four summer i only wear white shirts during the summer or hot days i got like four of them um and hopefully the fact that i don't wash them you know i don't wash them throughout autumn and winter and that kind of stuff hopefully it means they will stay whites will stay white for longer Trust Daz, um, but I'm not 100 percent on that one. No, no, it's just no, what no. Danny Baker told me. I just do what Danny Baker says, really. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, we, we've got the connection uh, to the archaeology department. It's based mm-hmm. in London. I Go would imagine. Me. I would imagine Dane 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 Whitman from uh, Eternals will may crop up. Who knows? It yeah, would I reckon. Likely. I love. We're getting more MCU stuff in in based out of Europe, especially based out of England. That's pretty cool. No, because every now and again, <coughs> uh, like, yeah, like in Spider-Man... No, bless bless you, I'm talking. No, you don't bless off a cough. You bless off a... Well, it, it sounded like both. You know, sounds out of your face. They all, they're all the same, mate. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, they did the Tower Bridge scene. It's like, when they do the swooping shot, I actually paused it and went... That's my flat. I could see my flat. I could see all <laughs> see my front room. It's great. But yeah. Um I it, can categorically say that will never happen where I live. Where I live will never show up in a Marvel movie. We gotta find uh where Thor's hidden on you. Oh, it's Stafford. It's a, very, <laughs> it's, a, it's a middling town uh full of Tory voters in the West Midlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there yeah. lots of great places to eat there? No, but there's two Weatherspoons. Cool. <laughs> Do you know what'll be? It'll be the British equivalent of that, uh, that, 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 that dust, dusty town from the first Thor movie. It'll be the British equivalent of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite Will not being very up for it, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Moon Knight in a way that I think I don't think I was looking forward to any. I mean, maybe Hawkeye when I saw that the Hawkeye series was 
taking a lot of aesthetic directions from a uh, my, one of my favourite comic book series of all time. I was very excited about Hawkeye. This one, there's so much they can do and play with, and so many areas they can go in. I am, uh, I'm super, ex- I'm super excited about this one. I really am. I don't know where it's going to go. I I know all the different elements and quote unquote versions of the character. Yeah. And I don't know where they're going to go with it. And I'm, but I know when they reveal bits of it, I'm going to get, oh, they're doing that bit. Oh, they're going to do that bit. I've already seen a completely different costume on the new poster for the series. Um, if you're a recent Moon Knight fan, well, relatively recent, it looks like there's a Mr. Knight uh, costume on that poster. So that's interesting. Mr. Knight. It is revealing at least perhaps two different, well, maybe just costumes. Who knows? There's so much of it for us to dig into. Um, looks to be a really great cast as well. Um, and that's going to form our first look, which will be our very next episode. And we are really, really, well, I am really, really excited about that. And I'm sure Will will be once he watches the first few episodes. We want to give a massive, massive shout out to the uh, most important people in the verse verse. Talking about Peter J, Mikey W, Zach, Thomas, and Sam. Contributors like that on Patreon who do the right thing right up at that mother loving £20 tier. Um, those kind of contributors, everyone on Patreon, but especially Peter J, Mikey W, Zach Thomas, and <clears throat> Sam, those let us do these exciting things that we've been uh, putting together for a while. It's why we got like a cool new theme song not so long ago. Um, it's why we've got a website to be launched uh, very soon. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's already out because we're recording this in advance. But we, you know, we were able to invest in trying to get a little website together, and it's why we were able to go to Leicester and take part in the Leicester Comedy Festival yes. and create a live show um, and and uh, and have some real fun. And we've not really had chance to kind of chat about it too much. And we, we, we mentioned it a little bit um, on the, the first kind of uh, show we recorded after, after Leicester in February. We talked, like, we just got said how cool it was to meet people and things like that. But we, we, we it's not often me and you get together. So that was really cool. And you yeah. had your you had your uh, live show as well. So I I think that's a really like, like what just tell us what were you booked in to do um in Leicester? Well, shall I tell you about my day in Leicester? Yeah, 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 cuz you 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 um didn't drive up, did you? Despite you got the car, you Oh yeah, it was I, a train journey. I got my new car. Well, I say new, it's old. It's an old Skoda. Uh, not too old. It's actually a good one. Uh, like the week or two before, and I thought about driving up, but I hadn't driven. Uh, I've now driven to two. Well, I don't know what by the time this goes out, I've driven to two gigs. Like that have taken me at most like th- about three hours to get to one place, and it's and it's been great. I can now do. I can now drive over anywhere now. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I decided to take the train up instead. I thought, hey, you know, I want to take it easy, and I don't know about parking in Leicester, so I went up. And you know what? I was bloody worried because I'd only sold three tickets to my show. That's that is. I mean, and if you if you because uh, we have we we tend to slip into stand up shorthand and stand up like without. So the Leicester Comedy Show, Leicester Comedy Festival, sorry, mm. is a bit like the Edinburgh 
um, Fringe Festival, which is it's not the biggest in the world, Leicester, but it's uh, in the vein where throughout the month of, of February, loads of different venues will be putting on live comedy shows, stand-up comedy shows, sketch shows, podcast recordings, things like that, all based around comedy um, throughout, the, throughout the city of Leicester. <clears throat> and uh, there's an awful lot of press and media and attention, an awful lot of... Um, local community groups working hard to uh, get people to be aware of of shows and events but when you take part in a festival like this in unless you have an established name unless people go oh it's that guy from the radio show oh it's that guy from the tv that i know oh it's that major kind of touring uh guy that i see all the comedy clubs it, it's Really hard to shift tickets. It yeah. is very, very, very common. I just want to make sure because I don't want people to listen to this and go, "Oh, what a loser Will is." <laughs> I want to <laughs> well, let you people can't know that you can. I want to let people know this is so, 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 so common. It's a very common practice in in Edinburgh and other places to you know to the Brighton Comedy Festival, the the, the, the Shrewsbury's, the St Ives. You may very well put a show on. And attract like one or two people because I, if nobody knows who you are, you're only attracting people that just kind of want to go and give comedy a go, and that's just and that you have to take your goddamn lumps if you want to be if you want to get better at stand up. You just have to write your show, your hour long show. First step: write an hour of material, and then you know put yourself up in front of a small audience and, and see how it goes it's yeah. not an easy thing to to kind of do i just wanted to give that context as we mentioned that you've not sold many tickets and that could be a little disheartening but to me when you told me how many you'd sold i was like that sounds about right it, 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 <laughs> you'll it, get it, a few walk-ups yeah it, it was like that i mean this, this is the weird thing i've done you know some previews i've done uh, i remember when i did leicester in 2020 I, 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 I had about 10 ticket sales and I had about 12 people show up, including my mum. And, and, you know, that was that was fine. Uh, they weren't in- incredibly loud laughers, but it was like the first draft of the show and it's been through so many drafts since then. But uh, I, I, it reminds me when I did a... Uh, in 2019, I did Brighton Fringe, two dates in Brighton Fringe uh, as a double act uh, with a guy called Ben Peel. Very lovely guy. I don't think he's stand up though anymore. Um, Not exactly a double act, a double header. So, double header. Uh, sorry, so yeah. you do a show, you do a half hour show, then the other guy does a half hour show. Exactly. Well, twenty five minutes each, uh, split hairs. But we sold out both nights in advance. Wow. So it was a Friday, Saturday night. We sold out. We were so excited, and then went on both nights to die on stage. The entire- <laughs> Some, sometimes you know sometimes you get better with the smaller audience but yeah it, that was the that was the make your break you show as, as another comedian more seasoned comedian told me he said yeah sounds like that was the show that's either going to make you want to quit comedy or make you go ah i'm not as good as i want to be i should change things up and it did make me change things up it made me realize maybe i shouldn't read out my material like a script maybe i should adapt and try to do more crowd work and talk to yeah. them like they're actual people rather than receive receptacles for what i've written down so that was that was a great experience but anyway lester got up on the train uh and i was thinking okay three tickets sold i'm gonna rehearse i, I didn't do much rehearsing uh but I, I i knew for a fact that it's still a work in progress show so i sort of ran through it on the train just to know what i'm doing wrote a new joke on the train uh, i was quite happy with great uh, and you know, I thought I, I, I'd already sort of made peace. I'd made peace with God at that point. I thought if it goes, <laughs> if 
if it goes, if, if it doesn't go well, then it's not the end of the world because this is what therapy is good for. Uh, I'm about to. I think by the time this podcast goes out, I'll have finished my second uh, load of therapy, and I tell you, oh, it's really helped. But that helped me go. Oh, you know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is all good. This is all. Lazy. So uh, I, I, I get myself in a good mood. Great. Got to the hotel. Uh, sat down for a bit and watched TV and then uh, decided to meet and then, then met up with a friend. I was checking on where you were. Uh, and then my mate went, oh, we're going to, me and another comedian, uh, both of these people have now been on B, uh, on TV recently. Um, one's been on the ITV stand-up show. The other one appeared on Casualty. Uh, we they said, oh, we're going to go and find Gary Lineker's family stall in the market. Explain who Gary Lineker is. Gary Lineker is an ex-football player. He used to play for England in, for the England team 1990, I think, around that sort of time. 1990 he was. Yeah, in the 90s, yeah. And then he became a, uh, a pundit on all the TV, on all the, 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 the football coverage. And he's just a big, big... He's just everyone in everyone in the country knows who Gary Lineker is. Every He's single person, absolute household name. Apparently, not so nice in person. I've heard from a few sources, uh, but that's another thing. Anyway, he 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 appears nice on TV. Says some nice things on Twitter, and his family still own to this day. His parents uh, a, a stall in Leicester Market. Uh, a, a fresh fruit vegetable. So, fruit and veg, fruit and vegetable. Fruit and vegetable. So I went down the stairs uh, in the hotel for. Hey, you know, he said, "Oh, I'm, I'm about." So I went downstairs and bumped into you and Peter J. In the hotel. Yeah. yeah. So I'll take over now as we it's just like sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a lot closer to Leicester, um, but it's still uh, a, a it's a ball ache with the trains um, mm-hmm. because it just this country does not invest in train nope. uh, travel in the way that all European countries have done to great success. That's why so, I have a um, car. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So I came up and and I, I met up with Peter J. and uh, Peter J. was coming to the show and he'd come up um, a day early like I had to come to see your show. Yes. Um, this is on the Saturday. Our, our live podcast was on the Sunday. But um, I thought, and then Peter J had the same thought, we go a day earlier, we'll be able to go and uh, see Will's show in the evening, and then we'll be, you know, in the area the next day to set up the show um, and however long that takes, because we need to have an, an early morning load, not early, but a morning load in for our for our, our show at the Atmer, uh, uh, Arts Centre. And we were all staying at the same hotel. Yeah. We were all staying at the, uh, the, the, the was it a travel lodge or a Premier Inn? One it's of the a ones pre- from, Premier Inn, I think. It's yeah. the one right by the station, which is uh, I always find very useful as a pedestrian because I just leave the station and go, "There's my hotel," <laughs> and whatever I'm, whatever I'm like anywhere else in the town or the city, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going." I'm just like, "Okay, there's signs to the to the to the station. That means there's signs to where I am sleeping." Cool. Yes. Um, yeah, we but we we'd um, got in, met up, and then gone to the uh, to the hotel and had this awful check in process, oh, which I've never experienced. <laughs> I've you know I don't want to brag, but I've stayed in a lot of budget hotels, <laughs> an awful lot of cheap hotels in my time, and I've never experienced this before. Like they they had. Um, uh, 
computers to check you in, they were all broken, and then there was this queue of, I'm not joking, like 20 people uh, queuing up to check in, and for a large portion of the time, there was nobody on the front desk they'd left to go and do something else. We we were in this queue for half an hour to just check in. Oh, Um, God. And uh, it was deeply annoying and frustrating, and we were both wanting to swear a lot and, and talk about how crap it was. But also, I don't want to kind of like do that in in earshot of the uh, the staff. So we are hurriedly heading to the the, the lift so we can bitch about <laughs> the, the, the terrible <laughs> service without you know upsetting someone that works hard and you know doesn't need that kind of crap. And as we're passing kind of towards the the, 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 the elevators, we see you um, coming the other way. And we'd already messaged sort of say, like, oh, I'm getting in in a bit. I'm not sure what time. There's a holdup at the hotel and all that kind of stuff. And you were heading out to do something. Um, and then we didn't get together for ages because <laughs> we, me, me and Peter J went and settled in and went to have a few drinks. And every time we'd seem like we were messaging you, you were moving on to somewhere else. Yeah. You were doing something else. Or just avoiding us. I don't know which it was. <laughs> but then, that was pretty cool. Uh, me and Peter J got to um, catch up, and we got to uh, have um, several nice drinks in the hotel bar, which, weirdly enough, back in the day, in my mind, it's drilled into me, hotel bar is expensive. Never drink in the hotel yeah, bar. Yeah. They're going to fleece you. Always go to the nice, cheery pub nearby to have your drinks. Absolutely. But we just got caught up in a, uh, 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 should we just, while we're waiting for Will to hear, like, we're waiting for you to message us back to say kind of where you were or what you're going to be. We're like, we'll just grab a pint here. All right, it's going to be hella expensive. And it was the cheapest pint we bought all weekend. <laughs> um, and so we had a, 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 a several very nice pints. Um, and then we didn't get a chance to meet up with you, but we did, we were on our way to see your... Your show. Where, where, where were you? Where was your your show? Is called Will Preston um, Will can't Pre- take reality. Will Preston can't face reality. It was at the Globe upstairs in a pub. Uh, Cracking pub, really nice pub. It's, it's a really nice pub. I'll go more about it in a bit because uh, then I met you. I walked out, uh, met up with my mate. We just walked around. We couldn't find the market uh, stall, but we found the market. We're like, oh, okay. Well, we reckon they're closed for the day because it was late. Well, not late, but late for a market. So we went to another. We went to the Brew Dog in in Leicester. In, in Boo. Leicester. Boo! I know, <laughs> I know. We we were, we were cr- cracking up because apparently, you know. That- okay, <laughs> so we'll just tell the story about someone, and right after telling it, uh, he realised, and I realised we can't tell that story. That person uh, is probably maybe a bit litigious, and we. Yeah, uh, we don't want to say that. So that's what happened there. If there's a strange edit, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that's some- what happened. Sometimes <laughs> you have to say the bad things, knowing they can be edited out, so you don't feel awful. <laughs> so you just, you just go, oh, okay, I'll learn. I don't feel bad. Like nothing, nothing that terrible happened, but it's just not something we can say because it's not anyway. It's not anyway, with- let's move past the. It would be you really awful if I actually said it right now, like the gist of the story. <laughs> anyway, we went, I went to I went to <clears throat> a brew dog, boo, uh, and then uh, I, I sat down, met some other comedians, and I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to be in the mood for this. And I, and then and then and then uh, they they went off to see someone else's show, and then I went to Slam Burger and got the widest burger I've ever eaten. How wide was this burger, Will? It was the size of a small plate. Wow, that's a wide burger, and it was it was really nice. Uh, but I, I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." 
so I did that, like, and, and I've got something to eat, got something in my belly. So I went back to the, to the Globe. I went to the Globe, uh, and I sat down and wanted to, you know, write down my notes. But in the end, it turned out I didn't need to write them down. And then my pen <laughs> ran out, and I was like, Ugh. and then uh, Dan, who who did the, uh, who sorted us out. Daniel Nicholas. Daniel Nicholas, yeah. He approached me in the pub. He said, Will, how's it going? You know, that was all nice. Uh, he, he said, I'm coming to see your show as well. And I was so happy with that because that's like one extra person. My audience has already, you know, gone up by a significant <laughs> fraction. 30%. <laughs> 30% of my audience has gone up. Uh, and, and, you know, I was, in, I was in the mood. I was like, you know, in the mood to go, you know, yeah, I'll see how this goes. But I'm, you know, a bit, bit nervous. And I went upstairs to do the show. And uh, it was a long room. And uh, the person before me uh, did an all right job. They managed to get some people in. I was just thinking, oh, how many am I going to get in? Uh, and then I just sort of set up, got a chair out and just went, don't think about it. Just set up your show. You're going to have fun. And then uh, people I'd never seen before started coming in. Which uh, is a great feeling. Which is a great feeling. And I forgot to mention, I did a five-minute spot at a compilation show just before this i forgot to mention that uh, which i did really well at uh, almost full room massive laughter for for jokes and a bit of improv i did a guy who was being a, a bit of an idiot in the front row he, i i made a i was starting a joke about my uh, about my wedding and, and uh, about, about getting married and he just went big mistake and <laughs> then and then i just said thanks dad and then everybody cheered and got on side with me that was good um yeah, yeah. Um, the the guy who ran that show uh, was in the audience. He he came up, and I was like, "Man, I didn't expect you to be here." Because this guy who runs like free shows like at, at loads of festivals, and he was like, right. "No, I just want, I just fancy being here." I, he said, he said, he literally just said, "I had time, I had time, and I fancy doing seeing a show. It's fine. Don't worry. You know, you know, you're you're not that special." But that was that was still heart, all heartening. All the best, all the best. And uh, Dan was there, and then a guy I hadn't seen in ages, who's a magician I knew from the London comedy circuit because he's done a few comedy shows. He's a lovely guy, uh, Thomas Dixon. Uh, he he was there. That, that was so good to see. And then more, a, a, a few more people came, a f- and and it was like great. And then by by the time uh, you you and Peter J came, there were, I think there were about just under ten people. We were late. Very late. As we, we did, we weren't very late. <laughs> we did the classic classic man thing and the classic sm- um, don't live in a city thing. So the first thing we did was like, well, it's only a uh, 10, 15 minute walk away. So yeah. we'll give ourselves 10, 15 minutes to get there. And then I have this, uh, it's because what I, so the way I, do directions as i look at the google maps and i go oh it's a bit of a dog leg you go all the way down this street in a straight line Mm. and then at the cafe nero or the starbucks your banker left and then you go past the mcdonald's and you're nearly there right yeah now the 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 problem with leicester is that i sort of know it Mm. if i didn't know leicester at all i would have i would have read the map the whole way and followed every step. The problem with Leicester is I've gigged there intermittently over the years. I know about five or six places, and I know the main street, right? And I know the the, the, the station. So it's it's enough to fool myself into thinking, oh, I know where I am, <laughs> and that's the danger zone. If you don't know where you are, you go, need to keep looking at the phone to find out where I'm going. But I keep going, yeah, I recognise that, Greg's. I know where I am. Um, <laughs> And so yeah, I had the, and I was like, okay, I've got it. We just got to turn at the cafe Nero or the Starbucks or whatever, and go down there and pass the McDonald's. The problem is from where I live, 
we have one of these places in the whole town. <laughs> I forget <laughs> that in cities you have a dozen. Yeah. So we turned at the wrong Starbucks. We went, I went, oh, there's the Starbucks. When what I needed to do was go, no, no, there's one of a hundred. <laughs> and you've turned at the wrong one. And so we, me, me and Peter J ended up getting kind of lost um, and doubling back on ourselves. And then, uh, and then frustratingly, um, as soon as we turned one round one corner, I went, "Oh God damn it! I know exactly where the globe is. <laughs> I, I've been. I, I know. I know this area. I just, but I can't. I couldn't connect the places that I know. Um, so that was uh, frustrating. And we saw your show, uh, which was great fun. If anyone gets a chance to see Will Preston in person, uh, rush out and see him. Um, and you, uh, you had a good one. And uh, yeah, Daniel Nickus was there, which is really awesome to see. And uh, we've got to give a big shout out to Daniel, really. Yeah, massive shout out. Because we weren't going to do this show. Nope, we were <laughs> this not. live show. We were not going to do. Um, we had no intention. We did not. We did not sign up to the Leicester Comedy Festival. We did not have any thought in our brain to do this. But but Daniel, he got in touch with us and said, "Like I'm programming stuff." Um, and we've we've had an interview with him on the show um, to to kind of just describe all this. But he's like, "I'm programming um, events for the Attenborough Art Centre during the the festival." I think it would be really cool to have you and Will do a live or do a live podcast, and we ended up being able to make a deal that that worked and that meant that Will could travel all the way up from London, and uh, I could come from where I'm coming from, and that we can you know stay over and you know we got the money side of it worked out and the timing side of it worked out and we then could put together something really cool. And Daniel's the guy that really knocked that all together for us and championed it and, um, uh, you know, forever immensely grateful for that because it was a a, a hugely awesome experience. Um, Incredibly. And and he was there and saw the show. And you had a, you had a great show. And then we... we went out and had a few drinks. Now, we weren't going to... This is the big prop. This was a, a kind of a problem. Like, like, the COVID situation had started to ease... Mm. But my concern was the more we socialize, yeah, the more times we're rolling the dice, and we can't do a show the next day if we we have to take a lateral flow test before doing the show. We have to have that for the insurance purposes and for the safety of the venue, the staff, and the audience, and all that. The rules have changed again in the UK since then, but at the time, you know, there was still you had to isolate and this, that, and the other. So we all had to have negative lateral flow test in order to do the show the next day <laughs> yeah. so the more we kind of i had a, a you know a probably half a dozen maybe even a dozen friends in leicester that weekend that i did want to go and see see their shows meet up with them have a drink or whatever but it just it kept feeling risky it kept feeling like uh, if i go and see a, a friend of mine and have a drink that'll be fun but you know that time, you know, going to going to like sixteen, six, seven different people in six, seven different bars, pubs, or whatever could well end up jeopardizing the show that we were putting on, and the people were going to travel to see the next day. So we kind of resigned to maybe just go back to the hotel and have a drink in the hotel bar. But we did have to go and pick up a tablecloth. Um, yes, <laughs> we, I remember we, this now. We. We knew we were having a, a a table for for us to perform on the next day, and I had ordered a Marvel red tablecloth to kind of dress our set and make it look a bit nice. <clears throat> and I'd had it instead of having it delivered to myself at home and and you know lumping it up on the train, I'd had it delivered to a friend of mine's pub. 
um, Alex Hilton, who I gave one of his earliest gigs to, um, and who uh, is a, a dear old friend in the comedy world. Not only does he run loads of of gigs as part of the, uh, the Leicester Comedy Festival, um, but he also runs a lovely pub called the Salmon Inn, uh, which is part of Black Country Ales, who are pretty cool as well. Um, and so I was like, ah, before we go home. In case something happens to us tomorrow, maybe we're in a rush, maybe when we need it, the pub isn't open in the morning, we should swing by the salmon, pick up the tablecloth, and then we can get get sorted. So we um, we did that and ended up staying for <laughs> uh, quite a few pints yeah. before the end of the night, which was really, really nice, wasn't it? It, it was. The, the thing is, though, I, I do I talk about my so, show, show how I'm... How I'm uh pretty much sober but i i do like having a celebratory drink every now and again for special occasions and i thought this is a special occasion i'll have a drink but the best the best thing before that was the when i finished my show because i actually got a, i got a good few laughs in my show i i, I wasn't expecting, yeah, yeah yeah it went really well went, went really well uh there's stuff to improve on that we haven't you know you've helped me improve and it was great but the best thing was at the end you strode up to me uh on the stage well the back of the room and you gave <laughs> yeah. you gave me a massive hug and said, "Mate, that was great." And it I went just, really well, yeah. yeah. And I was just so, uh, that 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 was the that was what I needed, I think, as well. It's just like someone who I know who's going to be honest with me, telling me that was great. And yeah, it, it was. But yeah, there, there was it. We 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 got we went to the pub, had a had a well, few. You met you met Peter J for the first time. I did. Oh, Peter J's a lovely chap, isn't he? I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed my time with him. Were you surprised by his giant mohawk? Because some people are. <laughs> I well, this is the thing. It's like oh, I I just hear he's a friend. Uh, and he likes the podcast, so I ma- immediately think he looks like us. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, oh, I was just imagining someone who, you know, more or less is you. And then it's like, oh, there's an old school punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he very much is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, great, that that's that's great. Like, uh, you know, a bit more, bit more spice in there. But, yeah, when, when we had to get that red tablecloth, we had stayed for a few in that pub, and then finding our way... that was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. It was lovely, but then finding our way back, we got lost again. <laughs> we, we had yeah. Google Maps, and we got lost. Uh, because, again, I was back to the... No, no, it's fine. I know where I am now, yeah. and I've had a few beers, because I had a few... I had a few at the hotel, I had a few at your show, and I had a few after... Um, and I did know one route, but it, it was going through a shopping centre that was closed. Yeah. And I hadn't anticipated that. And we and then you took over the maps and took us completely wrong, across a, two dual carriageways and down towards a club night. Yeah. Do, and I, then I figured out course correct. But we figured out why this happened. It's because Leicester is fairly uh, grid. It's a fairly grid, you know, shaped streets. With no like looming landmarks of any discerning nature. Yeah, it is tricky in that respect. Yeah, so if you're just going down like really similar gridlock, you know, grid gridding streets, uh, for for an English per for an American, I imagine it's <coughs> you know, second nature. But for an English person, we're not used to grids. All you have to do in Leicester is just find the main street, and find that one street. runs pretty much the full, the full strip. But that was it was good. It was great to kind of kick back and relax, <coughs> and to. I knew then that night in the salmon, I knew we're going to have an absolute banger the next day. Yeah. Part of my concern was if your show hadn't gone very well, that's it's 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 rough to to recover from that, and that would dent you for the next 
day. So it was really good that that hadn't happened and that you, you know, you knocked out of the park and your spirits yeah. were high. So we're going to have a great one the next day. It, it was, but at the same time, I sort of knew that the, that our podcast, live podcast would be the main thing. And that my show was just a nice little bonus thing to do while I was there. So I, I, as I said before, I made my peace with God. I knew what was, <laughs> I knew whatever you know, happens, happens, whatever will be, will be. As long as the Marvel show goes well, I'm fine. We um we got a decent night's sleep. We weren't up late. We grabbed a a, a cheeky little breakfast the next day. Oh, good good old good old chain hotel fried breakfast. <laughs> right, tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones where I I never really do that. I I I'd much rather go out and find a calf or or uh, or somewhere nearby that that's frying. Same, up. but we were on a we had we had to we had to go and meet by ten o'clock. The legend, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> G-Man, who you'd never met before. Oh, um, God. Well, so I'm just going to, again, be careful on some of the stories because you can't name some of the names no, if you're going to share I some can't. of the stories. G-Man, so we, what we decided is that the only real way we were going to do this show is if we could film it and turn it into a show for you guys to enjoy as well. Yeah. Um, record it and all of that. And so we... You know, put our hands in our pockets, and we're like, we're going to have to hire a film crew, some not film crew, but you know, someone to come in and 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 handle all of the tech issues and film everything. And and there's a the, the guy I know, his name is G Man. He will always be G Man. He, I, I met him in in British wrestling. G Man films and records like tons and tons of shows in the british wrestling scene um with multiple camera setups i've seen him like he's usually commanding on radio mics like a three or four person team (laughs) um he's getting instructions from the back from the ref he's got a hard stationary hard cam sometimes he's in control of a an aerial um crane cam uh he's live editing on his live editing suite he is also mixing my commentary track with the the the, you know the the live uh video as well he just is is a master of it all and he has to overcome all the difficulties of multiple things happening in venues that aren't really set up to have any kind of video production going on yeah um and he's just He's got this whole kit, clip-on mics, head head mics, just everything. And I knew that we were not going to have as many issues as like a live wrestling show or a live music show, which he also do, you know films as well. But I knew we'd have a couple. Um, and so I knew there was only one man for the job. He is the MacGyver of uh, <laughs> of film and video. And, and uh, I had to just sort of say to Will, I know you don't know this guy, and I know it's a chunk of money, but trust me, this is the guy we need to give the money to. Um, first, what are your impressions of G-Man? Oh, man. He's, he, he's one of those lovely, rough-around-the-edges people who's instantly charming. <laughs> he really is, yeah. yeah. He's, really, he's, an ex, he's an ex-wrestler. That's how, he, that's how everyone... Generally, everybody in wrestling that now does a different job started off being a wrestler, and then after a while went, oh, I'd rather be behind the camera, or yeah, I'd rather be yeah. the ref, or... I'd rather own the ring and run a show. G Man used to be a wrestler, and his name was G Man, um, <laughs> and it just you know. Uh, and so he's, he's really he's really tall. 
Yeah. Um, he used to have a, a, a flowing mane of, like, an amazing head of hair. He used to have a flowing mane of hair, and uh, it's all come off in, in lockdown. Um, That's a shame. And, it, uh, it was it was a good, good, he showed me pictures, and I was like, he looked like uh, Jay, from Jay and Silent Bob. Jason Mewes. Oh, yeah, Jason he's Mews. got a little bit of that going on. Yeah, he does yeah. look a bit like Jason Mewes, especially he's like, when he's he had a the tall, long hair. He's a tall, handsome dude, and he rocked up with his van full of tech, <laughs> video tech, and uh, we, we 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 cracked on and yeah. uh, and had this uh, had this experience. And, and the 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 sound tech guy at the Attenborough Arts Centre was fantastic. Yes, um, and he yes. was there right when we were at ten. Um, we didn't really have much other support or input from the people running the building. Um, <laughs> I do remember we did all this stuff setting up and 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 putting everything together and then like four or five hours later a front of house manager came up and said hi do you want us to show you around the building like, <laughs> the show's in half an hour we've been here since 10 we're good we're all sort of I think I think I think well there was fairly new at it so it was to be expected it was fine yeah but it, anyway it was fine um, let's talk about um <laughs> let's talk about oh let's talk about so with, with, what were you expecting like tech wise because you were you were quite impressed by everything he had and everything he made work yeah i i, I didn't know what to, I, I was thinking this is going to go back to my yeah one, one guy with a camera maybe i was thinking i was just expecting two different cameras like on each and then you know recording something onto a tape and then he'd edit it later and he'd be at the back with another camera just three cameras and maybe a laptop a laptop you know just, oh right right and i was, I was thinking oh, i'll be it'll be something like that or, or maybe uh, one of those ch- little just a chunky monitor just to see the thing through no he had a full flight rig he had a full yeah. proper like I'm, I'm talking a huge wardrobe sized box on wheels with all the stuff in and then wires going everywhere and then and then, yeah. and then mics for us a headset mics and everything it was like a it was more professional than the video production stuff i used to do at university it was incredible oh, yeah. well one of the big problems that i needed conquering and i don't have the technical know-how to do this is that we our voices need to be microphoned and amplified we need to go through speakers in the building mm. for the people that are paid to come and see us but we also need to take that audio and have that as pristine as, as possible. Yes. And I do I did not want us recording the audio coming out of the speakers because that would make for terrible sound for our video or for whatever we want to do with it later on, making a podcast out of it and stuff. And so it was part of the phone phone call of there was G Man, I've got this one problem, can you solve it? And he was like, Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Yeah sorted so we had our headset mics on and the sound went in two directions it went into the sound deck at the venue and out to the speakers to everyone in the audience yeah. and then he took the audio straight off that on a separate feed and it went right into the uh, the editing equipment and bish bash bosh as he would say you know um, i i've done I've, I've been in a a handful of music bands in in my time i've run comedy shows um helped run comedy shows this was by far the most professional and smoothest operation i've ever been a part smooth of. like there was like there was maybe one hiccup and he solved it immediately yeah uh i can't yeah. even remember the hiccup 
neither can I because no. you know, it, it didn't and that was a good thing for us as well I didn't I kind of didn't want to be dealing with a ton of tech headaches while I'm trying to get the show think about this that and what order and we've never done a live show before yeah. I don't want to be dealing with a ton of problems well, before I, I, I offered to help I always say oh can I do anything to help and he's, and he's like no but you, you don't I always do it half-heartedly knowing that I'll, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to be actually picked up on it. I'll just go, oh, is there anything I can do to help? Oh, no, good. I'll just continue doing what I was doing uh, while feeling smug. Uh, so that, yeah, it was it was just so smooth. It was such a good operation. Now, like, what did I was you really think, taken aback. What did you think of the venue itself, or the Attenborough Arts Centre? I don't know. Because we what, had what? only seen pictures online. Yeah. And I had said to you, I don't like the look of this room <laughs> yeah. because the the, the uh, on the on the website mm. um, the only pictures of the place we were in the room we were in on the website where you can hire it mm. it's laid out like an art gallery yeah right so there are pictures on the wall and then it's just a hard wooden floor and that's it and I said this looks like a school assembly hall. Yeah. Like from when I was a kid, and yeah. I said, I, I, I don't know if I want to film, spend money filming this. I don't know if this looks, this doesn't look good to me. It's, it was, and then it, we got there, yeah. And out come the bleachers, and we've got tiered bleacher seats, yeah, great chairs, uh, a really, really high quality um, projection backdrop. Um, it, it, it just. Was- I, the place I, looked great. I, I was totally stunned because I was I, I I mean okay I was looking forward to doing a live show. I thought hey this will be fun. It doesn't matter what it's like you know. I was expecting a very budget setup for the room, but no this this was incredible. Uh, the bleacher seats also were in the same red we used for the show. Which yeah, felt, that was that was a stroke of weird luck. Branding, <laughs> branding in the seats. That was so good. And then it was just a case of oh, the you know the, the projectors at the back. We got the seats like here. We got so much room. Um, and then then it was just a case of right uh, now we just need an audience, an audience. And then we started to meet our audience in the yes. kind of the, the the calf out front, the kind of the waiting area, I guess. Yeah, um, it, it it was it was odd for me because I mean if, I, I don't know, but I don't know if you've ever done a project like this and actually met people you you've never met before who know you, but it was odd because I never I never really had to do like a meet your fans thing. Like we a, definitely any, were not ready for that. We was not we ready. We were not prepared for, for that. For, for me to cuz cuz like before a show I'm usually sort of not pacing but gearing myself up to go okay go, you got to do the show get yourself with the right mindset uh, and all this and then uh we people introduce themselves to us and like oh I'm so and so and like oh hi uh, and then you know we have a chat and it's like you know we were we were doing we were essentially doing meet and greets. It, it was it <laughs> we was were, we it was were, good. And we were taking people wanted pictures with us. Yeah. We yeah. signed some autographs, yes. and it was um, like, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna tell you there were hundreds and hundreds of people there, but the level of fandom in our in that audience mm. that came to see us was it was immense, was so high. You know, you guys that came, we we know that Alfie was there. George Bingham came and his family with him. Yep. Uh, Juicy came up from 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 London. <laughs> George and his family came up from like Exeter. Yeah, um, that was that was crazy. But and you know, Mikey 10 10. W was there, and I think we failed to. Ma- I like I don't think Mikey W got a chance to say hello. Um, 
So I I don't think we got a chance to meet him, but Mikey W was in the audience as well. Yeah, because um, when I said Mikey W was there, I was like, I don't remember meeting Mikey. Yeah, w. no, I think it's I think he mentioned he was going to try and come, and then I don't think we saw him on the day. But then subsequently, I think he said that he was he he, he did come and he's messaged us and said, oh sorry, I didn't get a chance to say hi and stuff. Um, because it's a it was a weird you know it's a Sunday and it's a weird out of this out of the way kind of area. Yeah, and it, I, I was expect I wasn't expecting many people to turn up because of the whole. Even though we sold a few tickets beforehand, I was like, oh, this is such a weird place to get to. Very so nearly to- sold out. We had to lay out some extra chairs and yeah. stuff. It was um, it was really really cool. My old uh, my old friend uh, from from university, Dave Dave Nicklin, who I did many. Uh, I used to host uh, my very first radio experiences. Were doing hosting student radio with Dave Nicklin, uh, a dear dear old friend of mine at uni. We did lots of like. Um, radio and film projects and script writing projects together in Stoke-on-Trent and I always forget that he now lives in Leicester <laughs> because in my mind he's like oh Dave Stoke and then he went somewhere else forget where he went and so I'll I'll, I'll post him like ah go back from a gig in Leicester and Dave will be like I live there why didn't you say and I think oh man I keep forgetting I get um, that so much when I go places it's like oh money around the corner why didn't you tell me you're gigging and I go I well I posted all about it for the week why don't you look at my wall it was so great to see Dave. Yeah. Um, it was just uh, just meeting people. I mean, that whole meeting. I mean, the, doing the, the bit at the end, people came up afterwards as well to get photographs. And here's another thing. I did not anticipate us to have so many like uh, younger listeners. Yeah, that was that, that, that was not like eight, that, you know, under 18s. That was um, eye opening. I'm really glad we know that now. Um, it kind of helps us in, inform our. It, it's great to be able to picture your audience a bit more. Yeah, because um, if, if you just if you don't know who you're talking to, you're talking to the void. And yeah, it, I, I literally I imagined our audience to look exactly like us. And it's awesome they don't. I, so I, I can't tell you why that. I can't express to you how awesome it is to have yeah. had um, some, you know, lo- loads of women and and young and some girls in the audience and some young guys in the audience, some lads and stuff. That is just so cool. People kind of on different levels of their Marvel journey, and it's awesome that we're kind of managing to reach them and speak to them, yeah. and not just speak to crusty old blokes like us because that's awful. Yeah. I don't want to make a show for crusty old men. I don't want to make a show for people like me <laughs> i'm really glad that we're uh reaching other people and this just and it was such a cool experience i mean you said i mean i you said something along the lines of me of like you were as soon as it started you were kind of a bit emotional uh yeah it, it was just odd I'll run through it. You know, everybody came in. I tried to stay out the way. I went to the toilet. I just wanted to stay out the way. And, you know, have it happen, let things happen. Dan, Dan Walsh is already there. Well, let's. Well, okay, let's talk about Dan. Quickly talk about uh, Dan. Because that's yeah. the sequential. Because you met Dan Walsh for the first time. Yeah. Oh, lovely chat. We had a good the, chat, chat about music afterwards as well. The incredible uh, guy that, that wrote, composed, and performs our theme song. That yeah. Very, very kindly and generously agreed i mean we paid him but not his not his regular day rate um he came out on a sunday traveled all the way from shrewsbury to leicester um and you know didn't take any other bookings that day to come and do our our little gig and uh yeah he's 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 one of the nicest people you'll ever meet isn't he he's he's lovely 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 laid back uh music guy 
Just, he, and he knows his stuff. He knows his he stuff. He does. He knows it. his onions. And if there was ever any doubt of in your mind of going, do we really need to bring him all the way here and pay him to come all the way here to do the thing? Is this really going to be worth it? As soon as he starts playing a little ditty on the banjo, you go, oh, this is awesome. This is so good. It was it was just unbelievable. It's, just, it's like, oh, last night on uh, my, you know, the, my show I did, you know, in the Globe, you know, I was like, I just felt so in control. But even though I was rushing it a bit, I was so, felt so in control here. I, I'm not out of control. I just feel like, oh, this feels a bit unwieldy. This is a bit different, you know. But this is the thing. When it all, you know, people came in and everything, you know, I went to the toilet, kept myself out of the way because as much as I want to meet people, I don't want to sort of like be too much in the way, you know, and like I, I want to have this sort of div- this time of divide between myself and the audience so I can just go. 100%. Hang backstage. Yeah. yeah. Hang backstage, get myself in the mind zone and go out. And then we came out, you know, we just, you know, I did a little wave to the audience as I as I walked over to the, to the desk, and then it was like, uh, "You did the great thing of doing the uh, warming the audience up beforehand," and I and I, it was it was lovely because this was a moment where I realised I don't need to do anything, and it's already I, going well. I I did really want to. I, I don't. I I wanted to instill in you the confidence that I have without it sounding like bragging, and I tried to say to you like the night before, like. I, for 15 years, I've done live radio. I presented things. I've hosted, emceed, ran a comedy yep. club. Like in terms of, a, I've done speeches and talks. In terms of a live audience, there's no, there is no danger. There is no weird. This is, there's nothing that's going to touch well, this, this is, us there, there live that we can't handle. So it's, it's new ground for both of us, but it's more new ground for me. So it was really nice and grounding to have your experience, you, you as an experienced person like that, just go. I've got this, and it was. Oh, and I, I just yeah. sat behind you, sort of grinning, going, "Yep, he has. He's got this." And it was just great. I don't because this is this is my worry. When I run a gig or I do something, uh, or and I'm and I'm emceeing, you know, I'm hosting it. I've always got this worry of, okay, you've got to be good, otherwise you could potentially derail the show and, or, you know, or you, you know, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, that could definitely happen. Yeah. That could definitely happen. But, <laughs> and I've done that a few times. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, it happens and you, you learn to deal with it better. Like you go, it doesn't matter. You got, you got this, you got this, you know what to do, but it was great. Uh, that, that weight wasn't on me for once. Uh, you know, this kind of thing It was like, great. Rob's got it. And you did. And then we got ready to start the show. Dan played the song. And it was that moment. I went, ah, oh, that moment. I just sort of thought, this is, this is going well. This is going, <laughs> and then it was like the first five minutes in. You like you, you you knew exactly what to do. Hello, we're live from Leicester, and I was like, oh god, this is crazy. And then people were clapping, and there was laughing. And I think the first five minutes, uh, I was overwhelmed. I thought I was gonna cry. I was really, it was I was grinning and like really holding back tears because I was just like, this is unbelievable. I can't to, believe this. To think of what where, where this that to 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 be in that moment, and to then it's, you can't do it really, but to take a step out and think about where this all started. Yeah, like we didn't know each other that well. Mm. You know, we worked together a couple of things, but we weren't. You know, we, we now we see each other like we're constantly talking and seeing each other every week, but we didn't know each other that well. Yeah, we, we didn't know what was going on with lockdown. We didn't know what was going on with 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 the quarantines and the coronavirus, and we didn't. I'd never made a podcast before. I uh, I, I, you, I dabbled. Yeah, but we'd never really hosted it and 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 done. You know, and we were just like, let's 
and to begin with, it really was just. And those early episodes, that they need, they need, I don't know, redoing or something. We've got no format. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, they. But uh, we, but, but they are. They are. They, they're like season one of The Simpsons. They haven't found it yet. To have found our way from that to that moment that you're talking about, yeah, where we've got this amazing musician who's come to do this thing. We've got this amazing videographer, film guy who is recording it all. We've got a packed house of an audience. We've got people that that wanted that, that come to us for pictures and autographs and travelled from all over the country to pay to see us. And we're recording it all so that we've got incredible video content for the first time ever for an amazing, you know, online community on Patreon. Yeah. It, that was that's a hell of a journey in eighteen months. That's um, I, I hope in the next three years we travel we get to do a show in the states i well I maybe i i know it's a big goal but i would really just love to just do that sort of thing and and the show went really well it mm. was it was i found it very very challenging to keep to the time we had because yeah. we normally do these shows on our on our, our movie episodes our tv episodes you know two and a half three four hours we had a you know we had definite time stamps that we had to hit we had marks to hit yeah that was that tricky was, that was that the, was tricky i think i think there was a part where i annoyed you or something when i was blabbering i i i annoyed you one bit i blabbered a bit yeah and it was like <laughs> but luckily it all looked very like you know it all came off as very it mated. all worked all right because we know we're known for bickering we, we bicker <laughs> and, and, and and this is the first time i could do physical <laughs> Physical annoyances. Visual, visual annoyances to you in person. And it was like, I am not letting this chance go. I'm going to annoy you. Uh, and, and it was things like that. And there was sort of thing of like, oh, we've got to keep to a time. I've got to rein back all the stupid stuff I want to say. I've got to rein back some of that. And, and, I, it, and it went, yeah, it went to time. It went. And there, there was some stuff I couldn't go into as much depth and detail on, which is a bit of a shame. I was just conscious of, we've got to get to this time, Mark, and we've got to... You know, do this, that, and the other, but we still packed that episode with incredible Marvel history and trivia, like we do. Oh, um, I, I just, I just remember when you went down one of the what if stories, and it got incredibly dark. And it was just, yeah. it, do you know what? It was, it was good enough doing, uh, saying stupid stuff. On, it's good enough saying stupid stuff on a podcast and then saying stupid stuff on a live recording of a podcast and getting an audience response as a comedian yeah. that's brilliant but it was the best part was where my response was just my face and that got a response your your head and your hands several head times in my, head in yeah. my hands several times and that was just that was like oh you don't need to, you should probably say what you're doing on a podcast but because there's an audience they see what i'm doing and i'm just burying my head in my hands in utter hopelessness and and then after the show, we got people. Uh, the audience wanted to come up and stand behind the desk, mm-hmm. take their pictures with us, with yep. the backdrop of the of the of the the logo and the the thing behind us. We had some parents like thank us for like saying hi to the kids and taking pictures with them and stuff. But it wasn't just that. The parent I remember the parents. Some of the parents were just like you know they, they you know thank you for entertaining the kids, but. They said we really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, well, that was interesting. Dan Dan Walsh, the who he does not 
I don't think he's seen any Marvel films, not read any Marvel comics, not really interested. He enjoyed the show. You know, he said the way you guys interacted and, yeah. and that kind of thing, he enjoyed it from, from a complete layperson's perspective. I have to say, Dan did a fantastic job. I won't ruin anything, but he did a... Oh, little, little improvs along the way. The little yeah. musical improvs in the show that was just like, mwah! <laughs> it was just like it wasn't re- wasn't rehearsed or anything. We didn't tell him. Oh, could you could you please like have fun with it? He, he just did it, and it was like that was perfect. But also after the show, speaking to one of the, uh, the 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 organizers, you know, one of the people involved with the venue, and they yeah. were saying, "I've never seen a Marvel film. I have no interest in in it, but I really want to now after that because that was incredibly interesting and entertaining." I was like, "Hey, oh, oh, know oh, what oh, we're I, doing?" I, 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 I was I was always going to say, "Well, Rob's the person you should be saying that to because it, it means more to him than it does to me." <laughs> it was it was man, it was a, a really cool experience, and guys, you know, not to turn this into too much of an advert, but the video is now available on Patreon dot com slash marvel versus marvel it is our full length bonus episode for the month of march that means that you can sign up now at the 10 pound tier the viep tier i forget what that is in dollars but that's the viep tier the very important executive producer tier and you'll get access to for the very first time maybe the last time we don't know when these opportunities are going to come around again if ever but it's the very first time you're going to get to see our show in video form me and will uh dan walsh uh the Attenborough arts center everything we've just discussed um a great journey from where we started at the start of the lockdown to here uh and we we dive into the what if series the disney plus what if series for the first time ever there is tons of great stuff in it and uh it's available now patreon.com slash marvel versus marvel We've got so many awesome episodes planned and coming up in the coming month. Well, for the rest of the whole year, really. I mean, as we said before, we will be able to take... A, we've got a new series, I guess, called First Look that will be um, you know, our way of looking at the... Uh, the new disney plus shows like last yes. year we had the deeper dives we get to the first look and moon night coming later in, in april will be uh, our first trip into that and i've got a really cool bonus episode planned around moon night as well so april's going to be an awesome month um and then there are some of the mcu movies coming out now we're not going to look at the mc movies when they get released because we like to do our, our journey in different stages yeah um we don't want to look at the new ones out of order we're still catching up however it gives us a great way of tying into other things so in may the same week that doctor strange and the multiverse of madness is released we're going to be taking a look at the original doctor strange movie (laughs) the 1970s version of doctor strange that was a tv movie what better time for us to look at that than to coincide with the new doctor strange movie that's that's going to be just so cool does does that that doctor strange movie have jessica walter in it does it does yeah yeah from her from arrest development and archer and archer as morgana lefay um so that's what a what a cool tie-in that is going to be and i've got one of the most important wonder scarlet witch um stories planned for the bonus episode of may to tie in um with that um we're obviously going to be taking a look at she hulk and another first look whenever that is released we haven't got a release date for that just yet i don't know why but i'm really excited 
excited for She-Hulk. I have no cool. idea. I, I I have no zero apart from you your your stuff. Zero knowledge of the character. I saw the trailer and went, I will watch that. That looks fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really jive for it as well. Um then the Thor Love and Thunder it drops in July, around the yeah. first month, the first week of July. And obviously we're not gonna take a look at that movie. However, it is the perfect chance for us to take a look at the very first appearance of Marvel Thor. Yeah, we're going to take a look at The Incredible Hulk Returns from the 1980s, where oh. Dr. Donald Blake summons Thor to meet the Lou Ferengo Hulk. Um, so the same time that Love and Thunder comes out, we're going to take a look at the first appearance of in, 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 in on screen of the Marvel Thor in The Incredible Hulk Returns I saw in the, July. I saw the clip on YouTube, and it was... I I I I was just on a, on a, on a little little binge because like every now and again I keep thinking oh I love the original series The Incredible Hulk I love the theme tune and I love the whole don't make me angry you won't like me when I get angry and, and it's, I, I very jazzed very excited um for that yeah. um and we've also gonna gonna take a look at the the Jane Foster era of Thor cool. um in our bonus episode uh, in in July um. Now, we've also got the new Spider-Verse movie comes out in October, uh, around across the Spider-Verse, I believe it's called. And we, I mean, we, we could take a look at that as soon as it comes out, but it felt like it was a good time, having dealt with the original Spider-Verse. Mm. We talked about the comic book that inspired the first Spider-Verse movie. Yes. But you know what we haven't talked about? What it's the cartoon animated episodes that inspired the comic book that inspired the movie <laughs> so the first week of october when spider-verse the new spider-verse movie comes out we're gonna go to the 90s spider-man cartoon to take a look at spider wars which 100 percent is the story and the cartoon that inspired spider-verse uh in in dan slot the writer and then gave us the spider-verse movie uh, yeah if i may say one thing this isn't Spider-Verse. This is Spider-ception. <laughs> yes, the cartoon that inspired the comic that inspired the cartoon that got a sequel. Um, that one's going to be really bonkers and fun and all over the place. <laughs> I've been meaning to go back uh, and watch the entire animated series of Spider-Man. Because I did it with X-Men. I really want to do it with Spider-Man. But I'm just like, I'm stuck with adult shows like The Wire. Rewatching The Wire. Spider-Man's good. Spider-Man is a. I find it's great fun to have on in those times when you you aren't in the mood to pay a huge amount of attention to things. Um, like so, I I like it when I'm kind of eating breakfast or yeah. lunch or something. Or it's like, lots of fun to be had. I'm currently got another show for that at the moment, which is Seinfeld because oh, okay. it finally came out on Netflix. So I'm going through Seinfeld while I'm doing. Well, other there things. we go. Yeah, full up. And then November. Now look, in November there isn't a big Marvel movie that's being released. But there is a kind of a big DC movie being released. Ah. The Flash movie comes out. Yes. Which already announced, not spoilers, this is all over the place. We know stars Michael Keaton as Batman. As the Batman. And I I think that sounds like the perfect chance for us to do another Marvel versus Marvel DC edition. So the first month of November, we're going to be tackling Batman from 1989, a Keaton tie-in. 
I, 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 uh, half of part of me was going to go, oh, we talk about the Batman, because I'm actually really looking forward to that now. I couldn't be less enthusiastic, but uh, we're different people. I know, but it's got really uh, good reviews so far, and everyone, sure. I've, I've, everyone I know who's seen it has gone, wow, that's brilliant. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shot that down. This year we're also um, going to be uh, obviously returning to the MCU. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy yes. Volume 2. Um, during our Versiversary month, we will be taking a look at Spider-Man Homecoming. That's in August. I can't wait. August, Versiversary, that's the time when our first one last year, we did some special stuff. We uh, released a few things from behind a paywall. Well, we're going to be doing that again in August. Um, We're going to be releasing one of our obscure Marvel episodes to the general public to have a little listen to. We're going to be releasing another one of our full-length bonus episodes. And we've got an incredible bonus episode lined up for that um, for that month, the the month of August. Um, We're going to be looking at the Amalgam Universe, which is a, a series of comics where DC and Marvel merged to create brand new characters in a brand new universe. Wolverine and Batman merged to become Dark Claw. Captain America <laughs> and Superman merged to become the Super Soldier. And we've got so much of that planned for the month of August. A great, great month. That's going to be a great month for regular release. It's going to be a great month for the... Um, for the bonus, uh, the bonus stuff on Patreon as well. So those are some of our awesome, awesome plans. We're also returning to the Marvel Animated Universe. We're going to be um, finally taking a look at the 90s Fantastic Four, which is not the best cartoon series. However, it gives us a chance to take a look at some really important characters and places like Namor the Submariner and like the Negative Zone, which are hugely important in, uh, in Marvel Comics. Um, and... We don't have a date on this yet, but a special project headlined and uh, heralded by Mr. Will Preston as we finally release and have a go at. We've got the pilot in the books to come up with and see how this goes. Marvel versus Marvel Gamer Edition. Um, <laughs> we're going to be taking a trip through. A, a people keep requesting this um, specific video game, so we're going to try and find a way of doing it with uh, a video game, uh, Marvel video game series as well. Um, also a return to the uh, the 90s X-Men cartoon series. Uh, I think it's probably a, a good chance. We looked at the Phoenix Saga last year, which is probably a good chance to look at one of the other most incredible and acclaimed stories from the Chris Clement era and of the cartoon series, X-Men Days of Future Past. We want to do the cartoon adaptation before we move on and take a look at the movie in the future. I mean, I'm stoked by this. Like, We've got so many cool, incredible things uh, planned for the rest of this year. How, how do you feel about all those announcements, Will? I this is this is the thing. It's almost like a two tier thing because like we're announcing stuff that we're going to look at that exists, and at the same time, uh, Kevin Feige and his lot are going, "Hey, we've got some stuff of our own to announce." So we're looking forward to stuff yeah. we're going to talk about, and then we're looking forward to stuff that is coming later for us to talk about. Yeah, it's a two levels of excitement. I this is this is the most excited I've ever been. I think this is I think this is going to be our best year. I really do. I really, I really do. think yeah, yeah. we are yeah. packed with I mean 
looking at cool stuff from the 70s the 80s the 90s looking at brand new stuff that's coming out this year you know and 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 doing a, a first look she-hulk and moon knight I couldn't be more excited about the incredible content, the incredible episodes we've got uh, for you. Um, so uh, that is going to be the the end of our verse of verse, uh, not verse verse three. That's going to be the end of our unscripted episode. Um, we, we we releasing this one so Willie P can uh, take his wonderful wife off for a lovely honeymoon. We hope you've enjoyed all the incredible announcements and stories and behind the scenes stuff we've had for you in this episode to make it worthwhile. Don't forget. If you head over to patreon.com slash Marvel versus Marvel, there is 30 plus bonus episodes, including the video of our live show, which you can watch um, on the £10 tier, the VIEP tier. Um, sign up for that. But whoever subscribes at whatever level gets access to our obscure Marvel mini episodes. Do the right thing, contribute, don't just consume our content. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Marvel vs. Marvel. Please take the time to like us, rate us, give us five stars, subscribe. Hey, why not recommend us to a friend that loves Marvel movies or comic books? And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, at Marvel vs. And head over to patreon.com slash Marvel vs. Marvel.